Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie, it is June the 30th. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, 4th of July is coming up like next week. It is. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> it well, which means a couple of things. One is that, you know, the holiday falls on a weekend, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that means that people are going to stretch it out, probably take Friday off, maybe take Monday off. And that means that they're going to be home. So for those of you who are smart about looking for expireds, temporarily off the market, withdrawn, et cetera, it is indeed another weekend of expired Palooza. Well, specifically what Julie's talking about, long-term listeners, you guys know this is true, is that whenever the first day and the last day of the month fall over a weekend, that's good for you because most everyone's going to be home and easily accessible. They're going to answer the phone or answer the door. But the other thing that happens is on a weekend, they're due, or I'm sorry, on a holiday, they're generally speaking in a good mood. So it's only a few times of the year where you're going to have a high, uh, a higher than normal contact ratio. So if you've been procrastinating starting to go after expireds, I strongly encourage you to start this weekend because you're going to have a very, very high, um, you know, contact to or dial to contact ratio or knock to answer ratio mm-hmm. because of the time of year that it is. And if you're saying there's no expireds in my market, well, that's the reason we teach you basically 20 other sources of listing leads. But as far as expireds go, go back in time. Go back six months, 12 months, even 24 months. You know, obviously scrub them to see if they've gotten relisted. There's great services that we recommend to all of our coaching clients as to, you know, where you can, there's services that basically will do all that for you and they'll just uh, email to you the newest expires with all their different phone numbers. But by all means, especially those of you who are premier coaching members, absolutely don't let this weekend get by you. I know it's the weekend. I know it's, you know, 4th of July. I know you're going to want to do other things. But our uh, one of our coaches this morning on Premier Coaching, actually, Robert Chance, he made a great point. Julie, what was his point? His point was, happy Halloween. And people were like, what? <laughs> do you not know what time of year it is? And he said, well, here's why I'm bringing that up. What you do today is likely going to pay you in October. Yep. Halloween money, right? So think about, you know, whatever you had closed this week, you probably did something to cause that 90 days ago. Hopefully you did so you can say, thank you, past, fill in your name in the blank. So his point was, you've got to be on the stick now if you expect to be paid round about when the holidays start, because mm-hmm. that is about the cycle of, you know, you've got to get somebody in contract, you've got to take the list and sell the list and negotiate, et cetera. So then you can say, thank you, past you, for being on the stick on a holiday weekend. You bring up that people are going to be home, and yes, expired hunting is critical for sale by owner, pop by, stuff like that. But it's also a killer time to expand your center of influence. You know, the country is opening up. And we have barbecues happening, parades happening. We have block parties happening. We have people, you know, it's okay to meet with people now. (laughs) So participate. Don't be a secret agent. And what I'm feeling from our coaching clients, by and large, is that uh, some of them are calling it uh, pandemic hangover or pandemic uh, recovery. So because people have this craving to be around other people and actually get out and have these parties and barbecues and get togethers and stuff like that. So you know, say yes when somebody invites you over. You're probably going to be outside, so there's nothing to freak out about. And expand that center of influence. Lots of things like uh, some of our coaching clients are doing farmers markets this weekends and this weekend, and they're passing out 
you know, a sneak preview, open house flyer, stuff like this, proactive but friendly. Well, I mean, an old idea but works great is sure. passing on American flags. Absolutely. And doing things like that, doing things to celebrate the holiday along with people. And, uh, you know, it, frankly, Halloween gives me another idea. This is what you and I used to do. We mm-hmm. did, used to do our uh, pumpkin patch. Actually, oh, yeah. this was your idea. <laughs> Um, right. And again, this is long story short, if we would go, we lived in Ohio and it doesn't matter where you live, but in Ohio, there was a lot of farmers and there was a lot of places we could buy pumpkins. <laughs> and that's what we do. We'd buy a bunch of pumpkins. We originally started doing this, which Julie would call our pumpkin patch in our front yard when we lived in mm-hmm. this sort of prestigious community. Well, it was prestigious called New Albany Country Club. And we would have usually 50 or 60 pumpkins dropped off and then we would, um, we, didn't we just originally just give them away or did we originally sell them? I think the first them? year we gave them away. The second year, you know, you can buy pumpkins for wholesale. You can buy right. 100 or 200 at a time. They'll actually drop them off at your location. They've got their pumpkin truck. You got you get some people together to unload them. Not a big deal, okay? So you can bu- you can either give them away or you can sell them and give the proceeds to a charity. That's what we did. I think we actually gave them away uh, initially. And then after the pumpkin uh, thing in our front yard became just insane right (laughs) then we started using the field that was part of the elementary school and i remember this word and this is an idea guys you guys use your creativity think of uh, when you're thinking of and you're listening to julie and i talk about these ideas understand that these are all basically easily uh copyable none of this stuff requires a whole bunch of heavy lifting nor is it expensive right exactly so what we i don't even think we probably put maybe a thousand dollars into this right we were buying pumpkins and that was at probably the peak so we went to the field we'd buy a whole bunch of pumpkins again they'd be dropped off and then um we put hay bales around Mm -hmm. and you know i think there was that we had somebody doing a kid's uh, face painting and the whole thing Mm -hmm. but what really made it a success and listeners listen to this idea is that we called the american red cross and we invite the American Red Cross to do a blood drive at the same time that we were doing this pumpkin thing. What do we call it? Pumpkin fest? Like, I don't know. Pumpkin palooza? Yeah. yeah, something it was like pumpkin that. Pumpkin fest, yeah. Right. And then the American Red Cross would then directly call, as in pick up the phone, what we beg for you guys to do every day, hmm. into the community and invite people that had previously donated blood to redonate blood. But the American Red Cross also had the highest level PR contacts. And then they would get, uh, they would report um, in, you know, in all the local newspapers. It would be Pumpkin Palooza, sponsored by Tim and Julie Harris, and American Red Cross. And we also got Starbucks. Our local Starbucks would yeah. uh, chip in uh, coffee. And I think they even donated money. They I mean, did. The, the, the whole they, thing. They did it for you, essentially. Okay. Because I don't remember paying anything for the Red Cross. I don't remember. No, no, no. You know, they did it for free. They yeah. loved doing it. And if you're not at the point where you want to do a, a bigger event like that, that we did at the elementary school, you can get the blood mobile to a location, maybe at the library or in front of a restaurant or something like that. So there's many iterations. And if you're a premier coaching client, you get the 12 month center of influence expansion plan. So it's not just this idea. It's, it's, you know, how to do it every month But look now what, that you're able to do it again. But look what we're doing. We're intentionally trying to create events where you're going to be at the central, at the center of the event for having done something at a very high level that was giving back to your community. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're focusing on when we give you guys our ideas. Now, obviously a lot of the smaller centers of influence and past clients ideas that we have you guys do on a monthly basis, those are much more uh, tactical, right? You and the, you know, the past client or the center of influence, but these uh, larger scale ideas, you can, you know, like we did, you can ramp into these ideas and then they really work They're home runs. They're just complete and total home runs. We had, um, after we moved out of New Albany and Julie and I basically went into coaching full time and we moved out West, we had people that would email us, not knowing we moved, asking what happened to pumpkin fest. I know it was amazing for like years after we stopped doing it. 
Um, so anyway, there's a great idea for you. And to Robert's point, and it was a great point, what you do today pays you into the future. Robert was very you know, accurate in saying it's going to pay you in the next 90 days. And that's kind of crazy to think about. But 90 days from now, it's Halloween. Six months from now, it's the end of the, uh, end of the year, you know? So w- if you're not experiencing the uh, essentially the the lifestyle, the cash flow, the feeling of success and financial freedom, if you're not experiencing all the things that you want to experience in your life, it's not because of what you are or not doing today. It's what you did or didn't do in the past. And so in real estate, there's a pay cycle, right? So your initial contact, and let's just focus on sellers as we are fond of doing in our coaching program. So the initial time between the first contact, hello, how do you do, to the actual you getting paid in a market like this when you're working with sellers is about 90 days. When, and in, uh, what, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it had been more like 180 days or even longer. So that changes depending on the market conditions, obviously. But now it's about 90 days. Now that's an, an amazing thing when you understand that statistic. So 90 days ago, the reason that you're essentially are or aren't experiencing levels of success you want for yourself is because of what you were or weren't doing 90 days ago. Mm-hmm. Always keep that in mind. This is where Julie and I's concept of the present version of you and the future version of you, right? You know, so if the present version of you isn't thrilled with your situation, you need to kick the butt of the past version of you. And, you know, it's kind of just supposed to add some levity to the concept of basically don't be lazy. Yeah, and it's hard to kick the past butt of you because that's in the past. But what you can do is take action today so that future you doesn't have that same feeling. Instead, future you says, thank you for having it together in July. And again... This weekend is one of the special times of year, and there's only maybe like four or five of them throughout the whole year. Well, it's even better, Tim, because it starts tomorrow is the beginning of the year. So, I'm sorry, the beginning of the month month and (laughs) the beginning of a holiday weekend. So, it's actually a really nicely stretched out weekend starting, really, if we're being realistic, most people are probably going to start their uh, holiday celebration tomorrow as the month changes and then through the weekend and probably add Monday on. So you've got abundant opportunity to both be proactively generating with your expireds for sale by owners, et cetera, and the expansion of your center of influence. Get out there, use your Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. You know, one of our, uh, my coaching clients said to me, and this is a guy who's a really good proactive lead generator, but all of his deals are coming from uh, expireds and for sale by owners. He said, you know what my issue is with that spoke, with the center of influence thing? He said, I just don't know enough people. Yeah. Okay. And Easy. his goal, he's kind of like the reverse coaching client. His goal was to have more in the center of influence. He knows how to do the FISBOs and expires and he's good at it, but he wants to expand that center of influence thing. And so he, his challenge is actively making himself get out there and do stuff because he simply doesn't know enough people. Well, again, that's a common problem. A lot of people have. And, sure. and I'll tell you what the reason that you guys have that problem is you spend too much time behind screens doing mm-hmm. things that aren't going to actually result in you making any money. Um, and, you know, it, it goes back to the essence of what you just said and what, where my mind's going. We need to reel it yep. in so we focus sure. on our last points here from the series mm-hmm. we're doing. If there's a difference between doing, you know, being busy at work and doing the real work, right? The real work of real estate, it, and here's the, really the litmus test. When you're trying to decide whether or not you actually work today, um, and I love this is it because it really does set the bar relatively high. If you did not put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times today, you didn't work. And uh, hold on, talk. <laughs> Excuse <clears throat> me. Uh, yes, you were doing work theater versus yeah. something that 
produces profitability. I'm still getting over my cold. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> so if you, again, if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no, no, you know, maybe it's asking for an appointment. Maybe it's asking for them to sign the contract, those types of things. If you're not actually putting yourself in a position to actually potentially be rejected, you didn't really work. And I, I think that's a really interesting way to approach your life and your business because it does cut through all the BS really fast, doesn't it? Because what most of you are doing and what you've designed your business uh, life around is doing busy work to make it so you never actually have to do the real work where you might actually hear the word no. And that's the reason so many of you are attracted to all this passive stuff. That's the reason so many of you have been addicted to buying leads. And buying leads could just be buying leads from Zillow or buying leads could be buying leads from Dave Ramsey and paying him 30% plus $350 a month, right? I mean, that's just buying business. Why would you sign up just to buy more business? There are really, I mean, if you, you guys were to drill down and really get to the heart of that answer, you're going to feel free on the other side of that. It'll be an enormous epiphany for all of you. It'll be a breakthrough, an aha moment. Ask yourself why it is that you would prefer to buy business versus actually learning how to generate it yourself. Because once you learn how to generate it yourself, then you're going to be able to do it on demand. How would it feel to you if you woke up every single day and you knew that particular day you could set a pre-qualified listing appointment and you did that every single day that you chose to? That's what a superpower that, is what it is. It I is. Mean, it's freeing. To know that and to know that not just where you are right now, but if you have to move, you know, a lot of our coaching clients, their spouses got relocated with their business yep. and they got relicensed in a new state. And because they know how to proactively lead generate, they don't lose any time. So it really, I think it, it gives you wings. I sound like a Red Bull commercial, but it, <laughs> it really does give you wings. It gives you that freedom. Right. And I, I guess if you really were to be honest with yourself, the reason that you chose to hide behind passive lead generation that rarely works in a market like this, what's the reason? It's because you're fearful feeling of being rejected. What's the other reason once you've acknowledged that? Okay, Tim, that's true. Now what? Well, you don't know what to say or how to say it. You don't know what to do. You don't know what they're going to say when they're going to say it. You haven't actually taken the time uh, to be educated. You haven't taken the time to actually learn how to be a true professional, which means you end up having to buy the business. So that's the reality of the situation that most of you find yourselves in. And it's only going to get worse for those of you who do not have, know how to proactively lead generation. Now, I want you to remember our premier coaching program is 100% designed around you being independent, no longer being dependent. We want you to no longer be beholden to buying business and to buying leads. And our coaching program is designed specifically for those of you, obviously, to want to build your entire coaching business, but we really do put the emphasis on learning and teaching you guys how to be listing agents. If you want to join our coaching program, we've made it really simple for you. Just go to timandjulieharris.com, click on coaching, click on premier coaching, and you can join for around $100 a month. If you're on your mobile, which most of you are, just text the word success to 47372, text the word success to 47372, and that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, -S, and text that to 47372, and we'll text you back a link, and it'll take you to the same page, and you can join Premier Coaching. Guys, this is the natural, normal way forward. If you want the future version of you to be singing the praises of the current version of you, especially around the holidays, what a better way to do it than be a listing agent. Imagine how you're going to feel rolling in the into the holidays, having actual listings that are pending 
ending? How are you going to feel rolling into the holidays having listings that have yet to sell? While everyone else is worried about where their cash flow is going to be for December, January, February, you've got unsold listings. Everyone else is going to be out if you're like where Julie and I are from in the Midwest, tromping through the snow, ruining their holidays, working their nights and weekends, and you're going to be at home with your family and doing what you want to do because all those other agents are out there trying to sell your listings for you. Which position do you choose to be in? Yes, and you bring up fourth quarter and snow, right? So you, <laughs> yeah. you guys think that it's uh, kind of, uh, let's say, challenging to work with your buyers right now? Try doing it in a blizzard. I will never forget a coaching client. Well, I'm going to quick story, and then we'll get to our wrap-up sure. here. Okay, so she lives in upstate New York and said to me, I now understand the power of being a listing agent. I said, how so? And she said, well, I'm here in my dining room with my fireplace on and a raging snowstorm that will last a day or two. And my golden retriever's at my feet. And I am sitting here with 10 active listings. She sent us a picture. Yes, I remember. And meanwhile, she says, meanwhile, all these poor buyer's agents are going to have to shovel their way to go show property. And I'm just going to sit here and proactively lead generate and get more. Now think about how much better it's actually gotten since, Mm -hmm. for example, just because of COVID, frankly. Sure. Nowadays, people don't really want or expect you to go to their house to do a real listing presentation. Though, truthfully, it's much, much more powerful if you do. True. But she could send her pre-listing pack, have Mm -hmm. a courier drudge it over there. She could do a Zoom and basically do our listing presentation over the Zoom and never have to leave her house. Never leave the fireplace. (laughs) That is just one illustration of the power of being a listing agent. Okay, which is what brings us to our wrap-up of our points. Uh, So you didn't take the listing. Why not? I mean, listings are so challenging right now to find, and then you have to compete. You'd better be the one who walks away with the signature, right? So we've been talking about all the different traps you can fall into that many of them are pretty simple to fix. Why maybe it didn't take the listing? And for some of you, this is just a checklist to fix, like all 11 points. You can go, oh, yeah, I lost one over that. I lost one over that. For others of you, maybe our grizzled veterans, they're going to say, ah, you know what? I bet that's why I didn't get it. I got to yep. fix that. And that's okay wherever you fall on that so spectrum. B- before you get to your next point, guys, there's a, I think it's a philosophy of life that if you assume this, at first it's painful, but then it's freeing. And this is basically owning and taking responsible for everything. Everything that's bad that happens to you, everything good that happens to you, you have to own it. And I mean that down to the point of where it doesn't even really, you know, conceptually make sense, right? And I use this example because it really, I think everyone can kind of feel it. Let's say you drive your car to Starbucks today. Remember, Starbucks are open now. You can actually go into the store. (laughs) And you drive your car to Starbucks today and you uh, park your car in a safe place. You uh, position it perfectly in the parking spot. Everything's great. And somebody pulls into it. Not your fault. Completely nobody in the face of the earth would ever accuse you of doing something wrong. Uh, obviously the other driver pulled into your car. The police agree with you. They get the other driver gets the ticket. The insurance company agrees with you. Nothing is your fault. Now, how do you end up walking away from that experience? How do you feel? You feel a little bit like a victim. You feel a little bit out of control. You feel a little bit, you know, messed up in your head because why did this happen to me? Now, here's the, I, I, again, this is a, an extreme example, but here's a philosophy of life. You should own the fact that you got hit or your car got hit by that car because of the fact that you parked it there at that very moment. I know, I know, I know. It's metaphysical here a little bit, right? Weird parallel universe stuff, but stay with the philosophy. Take complete ownership of everything good and everything bad that happens to you. That way you're never allowing yourself to feel uh, without essentially cause. You, you'll always be in a position where you can change your outcome. 
And I think that really does matter. And it really does make a significant difference because if you're going through these, this list of 11 reasons why you didn't take the listing, I know some of you aren't wanting to take responsibility for why you lost. You lost because of you. You didn't, necess- you didn't lose because somebody cheated you, another agent cheated you, another agent told them a higher price or a lower commission, another agent this or the other thing. You lost because that seller thought the other agent was better than you. Now, you need to own that and you need to improve. When you lose, own it. Don't assume that somebody had some unfair advantage over you. And everyone has some unfair advantage in some way over everyone else. I mean, there's no such thing as a level playing field. That's just a nice little myth. But the reality of it is, is when you lose, take the time to own it and then learn why and then don't replicate the loss. That's (laughs) right. And we always coach all of you guys to find out why. Call and find out. I'm just curious, you know, so I can do a better job with my business. Why did you decide to choose so-and-so versus me? Sometimes you were right in your head. Maybe there was something specific that you were correct. But nine times out of ten, you were not. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be surprised. Well, but even the fix what it was. Even the the excuses that are hardest to basic to easiest to rationalize a loss. Mm-hmm. Like for example, they were the agent that they chose was best friends with me or best friends with the seller and whatever, whatever. You know, some really great excuse why you didn't get the listing. Yeah. That seller still gave you an opportunity to win that listing. You mm-hmm. still competed for that listing. So that tells me that it was your listing to lose because otherwise you wouldn't even have had a shot at the appointment That's in the first right. place. If it was that solid, you wouldn't have been there. Exactly. You lost the listing because you didn't follow, frankly, a system, let alone our system. You didn't pre-qualify. You didn't position yourself in the order in which they're interviewing. You didn't send a pre-listing pack. You didn't do what we prescribed for you to do. That's the reason you lost the listing. So don't. So stop rationalizing your losses. Otherwise, you won't learn from them. Learn from them starts with owning the loss and taking responsibility for the loss. That's it. So your new affirmation is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So point number 10, you, this is something I see a lot. You can lose the listing by overdoing the pre-qualifying, okay? Especially when you first start using your pre-qualifying script. And you actually talked yourself out of the listing appointment. Now, what I'm seeing mostly today, Tim, is people that agents and brokers who are saying, you know, it's just the seller wants so much over my last best comp. Now, we talked about that on a previous podcast. It depends on how far over and what you're competing with. If you have not done that research, you may be over pre-qualifying yourself out of a listing. You might in today's market, big caveat on that, because it's not always this case, right? You might be able to achieve that price. Now, there's a difference between, let's say that listing's supposed to be 400,000 based on your last best comp. The seller wants to get 425. You probably should still take that, assuming that they have to sell. Versus, it's worth probably 400, and they want 650. Maybe you know, there's an extreme. There's what do we call that? Um, aspirational pricing, and that's what causes expireds today. Julie there just are expireds dr- today. Julie just gave you guys a little a script there. It's not overpriced. It's aspirationally priced. That's These right. These little words mean everything to, in the years of the seller. Now, if you find you're the only one on the market, maybe you can push it a little bit. You have to decide how extreme you're willing to go. But our rule was always, if they have to sell, yep. you have to take the listing. Why? Because maybe it's two price reductions away from their from them finding their motivation. But if they have to sell, somebody's going to make the commission. Somebody needs to help that seller. It might as well be you. Amen. So don't over pre-qualify. Okay, point number 11. Now, I put a lot of objections into one bucket here. But let's just say you weren't prepared for any or all of the common objections. By the way, all of this can be handled in your pre-listing package, which our coaching clients know. If you guys are hearing a noise in the background, Mm. we're closing our drape. It's getting hot in our office. Baking us like clams in the sun. 
Okay, you weren't prepared for any of all of the common objections. Again, we're not going to hash all of these out because these are all handled in the pre-listing package, but you might hear, I've never heard of your brokerage, or I'm considering a bigger, bigger name companies. You might hear, I'm going to probably list with the neighborhood expert, specialist, etc. You're probably going to hear, I'm considering listing with my friend. I'm also interviewing the agent who sold me the house. I'm not sure, here's the big one, and we did a whole podcast series on this. Well, I would list, but I'm not sure because there's nothing for me to buy. And, and why do, here's one that's easy to fix. Why do I have comps that you don't have? We made a previous point about that. We did. So this is all under the category of freaking out because you don't have objection handlers to deal with these very common objections, which again, your pre-listing package handles for you. And frankly, you would have known the answers to all those questions prior to going had you used our pre-qualifying script. That's really the bottom line. I mean, I'm reading these uh, you know, typical objections or questions you might hear, but I'm also going to throw this out mm -hmm. at you guys. Sometimes the seller is going to throw some of these at you and they're not true. They're just basically trying to put up an obstacle to you closing them on the appointment. And again, a decoy. a decoy, exactly. So don't, just because somebody says something doesn't mean you have to react to what they said. So for example, if they say something to you, you and you're in your, in, you're essentially in your process of closing them or you're presenting to them and they might just throw some errant thing out. Don't take the bait and go down that rabbit hole. Say, Mr. Seller, I appreciate you asking that question. I'll write that down. We'll get it. To, uh, we'll answer that um, in a second. And they'll forget that they asked. Oftentimes people say things without actually thinking about what they said or really all and your job is to acknowledge what they said and then promise you'll or you know circle back to it if it's relevant. And like I said, usually it's not. So you will have people who are going to be more experienced with dealing with salespeople who might throw up some, you know, obstacles to you closing them on the appointment if they are feel if they're fearful that they're going to be pressured and you're going to go through your, your pre-listing pack after you pre-qualified them after you know, through our listing process. And once they realize that they're making a decision that they want to make and they're not feeling pressured, then they're going to forget that the obstacle that they had given to you before. So don't be suckered into believing every single thing that the seller says to you, because sometimes they're just throwing up little, uh, you know, landmines to, to slow your uh, ultimate. Slow your roll. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Okay. So just a couple of secrets. We don't have to do that. All right. Nope, okay. So uh, here's a secret. Always research your competition. Now that assumes that you know you have competition, which because assumes you're, you're using your pre-qualification Exactly. Uh, so who sold them the house? Who markets their neighborhood? Whom did they say they were interviewing when you used your pre-qualification script? Here's another secret. Always know the stats on those agents. What is their expired rate? How long have they been in the business? How many listings do they sell versus buyer sides? And do they have any suspensions to their license? That could be interesting. I will never forget uh, prospecting an expired once. And I said, you know, gosh, you know, it looks like a great house. What happened? You know what he said? Uh. I, I can tell you this was on East Jeffrey. I remember this so much. He said, well, it wasn't my agent's fault because he didn't have his license for the past 90 days. You know what? I <laughs> actually remember that. remember that. You remember who it was, too. His first name was John. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So you never know if you don't ask the question, right? So, you know, maybe maybe they are under investigation. You don't know if you don't know who your competition is. Okay. Now, of course, the biggest mistake of all is not having enough lead generation in place to have many listing appointments so that you have the opportunity to earn while you learn. Okay. So when you generate, you don't have to tolerate different situations that maybe aren't the best for you, but you've got to get better at your lead generation so that you can learn. I had a coaching client ask me yesterday, Tim, I've, she said, I've got my pre-listing package together. I'm newer to the business. I'm just really nervous. Shouldn't, shouldn't I just wait till I have all of this put together and I know every objection handler and this and that. 
And I said, no, you've got to get out there because what you learn when you're actually on appointments is different than what you think you need to learn when you're spinning around in your head getting ready to get started. If you want no further, uh, no further uh, evidence of that, what Julie just said being true, is that how much do you actually use from your real estate okay. training, right? Your real estate licensing, your pre-licensing stuff. How much of that have you actually used in your real estate career? I don't even know what the percentage. Have you ever had to figure out the square footage of an acre? <laughs> no. No, you just needed to know it was like 1.3 acres or whatever. Uh, but right? I mean, how about all the little arcane laws and oh, things like that? Matter of fact, if you, I imagine in most states, if you even tried to learn so use some of the stuff that you learn yeah. in pre-licensing, you'd get in trouble. For sure. <laughs> I For mean, sure. yeah. So, you know, you've got to get the experience and it's okay. And my final fact or point is that you don't have to be perfect at everything to be a successful listing agent. But you do have to be perfect about some things, like the seven-step listing process to follow up. And pre-qualifying. But I'm going to give them a bonus point, okay. point yes. number 12. Please. And I think this is perhaps, this is a great place to put okay. it in. Good. If you're brand new, if you have never sold anything before, if you are in the process of learning our uh, sales system, if you're in the process of learning everything there is to know and blah, da 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 the one thing that you can have without actually having any real applied skill is energy and enthusiasm. Yes. If you have energy Excellent and enthusiasm, point. it'll always overcome your lack of knowledge, always and forever, because people are naturally attracted to people who have energy and enthusiasm. You could have energy and enthusiasm. I want you guys to think about this because it's actually a hilarious point and you'll start noticing it. Look how people will gravitate towards people who speak expressively, wave their hands around. Now, I'll tell you, guys, this is funny. When you're, um, find somebody like um, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro presents fantastic, if you watch him, I mean, just as far as his presentation, we're not being political here, but if you watch him uh, present on camera, he is just as effective as when you just listen to him Mm -hmm. present on his podcast. There is no degradation between one or the other. Whereas if you uh, listen to somebody who you've used to, who you're used to watching on TV, and you listen to what they're saying without all their visual distractions, some of them sound like absolute idiots. Yeah, that's okay? true. Because what they're doing is they've won your um, attention from their energy and enthusiasm, even though they actually aren't saying anything. And if you just listen to them and let your sort of analytical uh, mind critique what they're saying, you're going to start going. What the hell are they saying? I know. It's crazy, isn't <laughs> it? It's is funny, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, but energy and enthusiasm is a real thing. And I, I think you and I can both reflect back to some of our earlier listing appointments for sure. And often the seller would say, you know what? You were the only ones that seemed excited about it. You know, and yeah. I interviewed some more experienced agents because, you know, back then we looked like we were maybe 12 or 13 years old. And they said, I, I interviewed people that have more experience than you, but they just didn't have any energy. They yep. just didn't seem that enthusiastic it, about it, getting it sold. It, this is such an important point because this is really goes to the heart of it. Because your point's about, like you were mentioning in one of your previous points, I have never heard of your brokerage and all that. No, I mean, that comes up so rarely anymore. anymore. When Julie and I were in the business... You know, we've been in the business for two decades, but when we were in the business, people barely gave a rat's ass that we were with the brand. We were Remax agents and they barely cared that we were with Remax. Yeah. It never even came up. They did not really care. No. They were not choosing Julie and I because of the, the you know, their low Remax. They weren't. Now, maybe you'd think as a new agent, that'd be super important. It's not. Because Especially it, now. Yeah. Because what happens is consumers don't differentiate between one broker and the other. Now, I... I think the argument could be made if you get into the really high-end brokerages that maybe then people start to differentiate. But I would still argue with that. And no greater example is Compass. Nobody heard of Compass not so long ago. And some of these dyed-in-the-wool you know, companies, especially on the East Coast, 
who are look down their noses at Compass. Compass will never do this. Compass will never do that. And now Compass, even in the you know the um, Manhattan, what was yeah, it? The, what they sure. used to call it, the three families uh-huh. in Manhattan, whatever it was, the three yeah, big brokerages. Yeah. And now there's fourth with Compass. Right. Right. And because what happened is the market, the the brokerages didn't realize the consumers were listing with listing agents, not with the brokerage. They're choosing the agent over right. the brokerage. And, and most brokerages, virtually all brokerages, offer more or less the same thing to the consumer. The reason that one sell, a seller will choose one agent over the other, even if all the – is energy enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So you could walk into a listing appointment and you could have the most experience. You could be the most successful in your marketplace. You could be – everyone could literally have a tattoo of you <laughs> on their arm, right? I mean, you are that much of a real estate badass. But if you walk in and you don't – you show up late, you don't, you're not necessarily professional, you don't have energy and enthusiasm. You don't ask good questions. You don't care about them. You will lose the listing to uh, the agent who just got their license and they have energy and enthusiasm and they ask for the listing. And this, they showed up on time. And exactly. they didn't take the business for granted. Exactly. The mm-hmm. seller will not, the seller will always all choose energy and enthusiasm. And that's the thing that's weird about real estate that people don't understand. You Because we are not, most consumers don't differentiate one realtor from another. They assume we're all the same. They don't realize that, you know, about experience levels and they don't know questions to ask and all the other intricacies of all this. They can hear you because your mic's right there. So, so the moral of the story is, okay, that's fine, Julie. Julie's telling me a notary's coming. And I got to get the kid before the notary gets <laughs> Okay, no her. problem. So the moral, of the, the moral of the story here, guys, is energy enthusiasm is what's going to win you the listing. And absolutely don't uh, get ready to get started because then you're going to go broke. Unless you have mountains of money to basically make it so you can pay your bills while you're learning everything and practicing and getting ready to get started and role playing. If that's your case and you want to, you know, get ready and get started till the cows come home, go for it. But for the most part... You know, and I mean all of you, you do not have the cash flow. You do not have the savings to waste getting ready to get started practicing and whatever. You need to actually start getting in front of sellers and be okay failing, being be okay losing because you're – and I, I say this sometimes in front of audiences and I sometimes – you know, I offend people when I say this, but it's the truth. People need agents when you get your license. The greatest – and this is true for those of you who have been in the business for a long time and I want you to really think about what I'm saying – the greatest favor you can do yourself, the greatest amplifier of potential success you can create for yourself is experiencing as much failure as you can as fast as you can because then you're going to realize it really wasn't that bad. What most of you have done, if you've nerfed up your lives trying to prevent ever feeling uh, rejection, ever feeling failure, you've made your lives around comfort. The comfort has made you weak. The desire for living in a nerfed up life has made you weak. Your mission should be when you get into real estate, and if you've not yet, essentially, if you're in, if you've been in real estate for a while, and you're knowing what I'm saying is true in your heart, no, maybe you don't want to admit it, but you know it's true. You've been trying to. This is the reason you hide behind cameras and screens. This is behind you, the reason you gravitate towards people that are telling you to, do, you know, do passive things for lead generation. This is the reason that you're not building the business you always hoped you'd build because you have allowed yourself to be focused on being comfortable comfortable versus basically building something you're proud of. Remember a saying that Julie and I have, it's one of the chapters in our book. If you want ever increasing levels of success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So here's the mission. Put yourself in a position to hear no at least five times a day. When you do that, you're going to not like the pain of being rejected. You will learn quickly and you will not replicate whatever it did that led to that pain. In other words, you're going to learn what to say and how to say it faster than anything else that's out there. So listen, guys, thanks for muddling through this cold with me. I'm going <laughs> to 
have to head off here. Hold on. Drink of water. Okay, all better. So if you guys need me for anything, please text me directly. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Julie and I are, and Zoe, are starting our, we're calling it our sojourn, our big trip around the United States. We're starting next Tuesday. We're going to drive, frankly, all over the United States, probably five or 6,000 miles. And uh, we're going to be broadcasting live every day from the podcast, obviously, probably from the car. And we're also going to be uh, notifying people where we're going to be next, where we think we're going to be next, probably on Instagram. Um, we'd love to meet as many as you as possible. Even if, I mean, we're not going to go out of our way if it's, you know, because obviously we're going to be going on these big trips. And But if you're along the way, we'd love for you and us to sit down, just, you know, share a few words and some pictures and some hugs and and then we, everyone gets back on with their lives. We'd love to. Well, that's where we're going to be. I mean, we're going to be staying in a lot of different, obviously, towns and communities. If you're there, if you're a podcast listener, let's find each other. Let's have a drink together. Let's have some coffee in the morning. Let's have some fun. Um, so we're going to be broadcasting live every day. We're going to be announcing where we are. Now we're going to be from probably Instagram. In the meantime, if you guys need to get hold of me for anything, text me. Text me. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова